All right, we're recording. First thing first, right. welcome to the P7 podcast, Jake. <laughs> Thank you. We're your hosts, Jake and Josh, and we're going to talk all things golf-related. A um, few things happening at the moment, but obviously we can't be in the same room because of the lockdown here in Melbourne. So, interesting time. <laughs> yep. Um, first, we'll introduce ourselves, um, pretty much what we do in the golf industry, um, what we've done, our own personal golf journeys as well. Um, so, I'll start us off. I am a very questionable scratch handicapper. Very questionable. <laughs> His day. Uh, yeah, on my day. Uh, <laughs> I've been working in the golf industry for about four years now. Um, originally started at the Yerry Meadows Golf Club, um, just in a sales assistant role there, and then um, progressed to store manager and marketing manager uh, for a company called AW Golf Services um, up at Beacon Hills Golf Club. Um, which is where I'm at now, but actually just in the process of changing again to something um, a little bit better, which will be announced in the coming weeks, um, but looking forward to the future. <laughs> Over to you, Maxi. Sounds good. Um, well, I've been in the golf industry for five years now, um, working in the pro shop at Earring Meadows, doing a bit bit of everything really um from the driving range sales um timesheet social media a bit of everything um what else worked with josh for a long time there yeah over the days <laughs> i was his boss uh, i didn't tell you otherwise oh he wishes <laughs> um what else You're so, so. been been playing too long <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I now? For five, been floating up and down around that for a while, um, trying to juggle study and um, pro shop. Not really getting anywhere with the golf, but um, off, hopefully off getting five, somewhere now. One, one of the most pure swings you'll ever see. <laughs> as long but, as it yeah. looks good off the first tee, yeah, exactly but it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it goes. The rest of it doesn't matter. No one looks at the scores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yes. Awesome. Well, let's get stuck in to this week's recap. Um, obviously, the PGA Tour went to um, Sedgefield Country Club this week for the Wyndham Championship. Um, so, a few things interesting happened. Jim Herman came back. I think he was four behind at the start of play of round four um, to win by one. He shot. Yeah. So past 70 course, he shot 61-63. So nine under and seven under over the weekend to win by one. Crazy. It was ridiculous. Um, the wedges, I'll watch some highlights again before and the wedges that he was hitting in the greens were just ridiculous. They were so on point. The distance control was incredible to watch. Um, and for a guy who doesn't, he doesn't smoke it. He just gets it round. 
but to have that much control um, and to be that good with the flat stick, which he was like on in the last round, he held a 59 footer for Eagle on the fifth. Yeah, just incredible, incredible goal. Pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, just crazy. So that leads into the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs this week, Maxi. Um, it does. Yeah, it does. so looking forward to that. Top top 125, um, teeing it up. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, if I'm being honest, I haven't seen the leaderboard. <laughs> um, you've got to look at who's been consistent, um, who's been there the whole time. Have you got the style? Grab the standings here. Yeah, so JT's on top. Um, um, and Morikawa in second, obviously coming off a massive PGA where he just sort of was above and beyond um, that that yep. drive he hit on 16. That was incredible. Oh, that 16. low bullet fade. Incredible. And then, then to have the nerve to drain the putt as well um, <laughs> was, at, I mean, at 23, 23 years old, You've got to have some serious corners to, uh, to be able to do that, especially with the field that was chasing him. Um, and around that course, yeah. like, I don't know if you saw there it. Was, but, it was a tight leaderboard. Yeah. Very tight leaderboard The um, come Sunday. There was a video Ian Poulter put up on his Instagram um, earlier in the week before the tournament, and it was of the rough. Um, and it was about three, I three, four, say that. Foot, yeah, three foot, four foot off the fairway. And the rough was deep. I think he tried to hit a five iron out of it and popped one in front of no him. Chance. <laughs> Not yeah. a chance in hell. So you think Yeah, for um yeah. for Morikawa to stand up like that and and be able to do what he did, I just thought it was pretty incredible and um yeah, sort of sort of puts him yeah. at the forefront of, of things moving forward, that's for sure. Yeah, well I mean that puts him Five fifty-six points behind Justin Thomas, yeah, um, and just in front of Webb Simpson. So you'd think for someone to break up that that three, um, something pretty special would have to happen. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I mean, but you look at the the players that are chasing him. I mean, you got Bryson in They're four. Still good players. Yeah, Patrick Reed in six. As much as we hate him. Um, Rory McIlroy as well in eight, chasing, you know. I mean, there's JT and Rory who are chasing that elusive um, title of winning the FedEx Cup twice. Um, So I dare say they'll be pretty motivated to to get away. I don't think anyone else else who's won one's really a chance this year. No. Other than those two, so. Yeah, there's a few out there, but... Yeah, it should be interesting. Have you got a pick for this week? Um, remind me what the course is. So Northern Trust, TPC, Boston. Um, Boston. I think Brighton um, has won there previously. Um, from from memory, it's not particularly tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Jason Days. Uh, I don't know if he won or he won the... Uh, he won the um, he won the Northern Trust one year. Um, but yeah, not okay. At TPC, but 
Um, yeah, so we're looking 7,200 yards. Um, mm. Wouldn't call it short, but um, yeah, um, it could be Bryson's week. Yeah, you think, um, you that'll think definitely that... put him up the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean the way he, he sort of stuck to his game plan, even around TPC Harding Park. Um, was pretty good to watch. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his um, and his antics, but the way he is full prong attack um, with this new new theory is is pretty incredible to see. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd have to say around that around TPC Harding, I did not think he would do as well as he did. Yeah, because for me that course is fairway green. Fairway green, you miss fairway green, and like you said earlier, you miss the fairway by what did you say six forty for that, and you're almost guaranteed to not hit the green yeah. if you're more than two hundred yards, hundred eighty yards guaranteed out. Guaranteed bogey, essentially, if not more. Just about, especially on holes like nine. Yeah. How long's nine? Five, five twenty oh, yards. Yeah, five thirteen or something ridiculous. It's pretty before. crazy. Oh, you can't be in the rough on a hole like that. No, no, not at all. So it'll be interesting to see, but you reckon Bryson's a massive chance? I, yeah. Um, like I said, it's not it's not particularly tight. Um, the it'll it'll depend. It'll really depend on the rough too, because yeah. if he's finding it, these courses have all got the same sort of deal. Um, not to the extent of Harding Park, but I think he's a good chance. Um. Webb Simpson, solid, does very undercredited. Yeah. Um, Colin still, um, don't know. JT wasn't too convincing, I don't think. Um, he wasn't. Although I think other, he last, of, we saw it last weeks, year. But... Yeah, last year where he just sort of flicked the switch and and turned it on. Come FedEx Cup. So if he can if he can do that, I mean he doesn't need to do anything crazy as long as nobody else does. But um, yeah, yeah, as long as he keeps going the way he's, he's, he's he'll be on track for a pretty good result at least. Yeah, for if sure. not first. Yeah, I think sort of yeah. You look at those names, and I mean Rory probably stands out for me as well. Um, I think he likes this time of year, and he is due. So I think he'll come out yeah. strong, and then. Um, I think Tony Finau, he's knocking on the door. Like you saw at Harding Park, he, was, he wasn't he was far away. He's nearly there. Um, he just needs to sort of get over that hump of winning and winning a major tournament. And I think it'll be the, the start of something pretty large. Because I saw some interviews this week in, um, on the Bombing Gouge series, and they still reckon Finau's got um, yardage left in the tank. Oh, plenty. Yeah. Plenty. Look, yeah, at, you his, look, look at, at his swing. swing. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? He's got, he's still got a big shoulder turn, but the club's nowhere near where the other guys are getting it to. So, yeah. um, I've heard that he did that because he was struggling for accuracy off the tee, um, and he did that coming into his professional career. But, um, yeah, I mean, you saw that um, two hundred, two hundred ball speed, mm, like yeah. Incredible. Like, for, it's pretty yeah, crazy. For that to be reached, if, yeah, that's insane. Um, moving on to the European tour, had um, the Celtic Classic at Celtic Manor this week. Um, and Sammy Horsfield won again. 
So two in two tournaments in two weeks, essentially for Sam. Um, another young guy yeah, really crazy. coming through, and he um, he's a flusher. He's an absolute flusher. Like he, he bombs <laughs> it. His wedges are incredible. Um, definitely one to watch for the future. But yeah, he came out and shot I think four under in the final round to claim it by two. Um, yeah, so. that's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something to be said about hitting it a long way now, isn't there? Definitely. Um, and I think it's only going to be the way forward too. Um, like you see, yep. especially, yeah, after Harding Park and the PGA Chance with with Bryson still having the success he did, um, hitting as far as, yep. as he Absolutely. did. You can't just bring the rough in anymore because these players combat, like overcompensate for it and, he um he proves that that that's not the way forward. They've got to find another solution to it. Um, but it creates entertainment, and that's what yeah, it's what we all want. It's better for the game. Definitely. I'd rather see them. I think most people would rather see them hitting it a long way than than struggling around a golf course. Yeah, for sure, without doubt. Um, now I know we've talked about it already, but the release of some new irons this week. Some new the goodies. Taylor-made, the tailor-made irons. Um, so they released P770P7MC, P7MB, um, and the Sim UDI DHY. Thoughts? Initial thoughts? Uh, really good. I think I think that um, the tailor-made line, good clubs individually, um, as far as blending them goes, I think they lacked a lot. Um, I, it, you look at other manufacturers, and it's a bit hard to, to um, you know, most people, they've got a really nice blend now. Um, yeah. There's a lot of guys that are using those more forgiving long irons. Um, there's not many that are using a bladed long iron anymore. So um, it's good that they're sort of more progressive. I guess the old P770 was that in a sense with the speed foam in the top half of the bag. Um, but there wasn't wasn't too much else on offer unless you wanted to go down to the P730s. Um, yeah. And they weren't available in Australia for, uh, as I can't even remember when we had yeah. them last time. They, they, oh, they have they been were, unavailable yeah. for a while now. So, yeah. um, so, so it's nice to see that you know, if you can go the P770s and have um, that speed foam through the whole thing with a, still a nice compact look, um, or you can go to the the MC, um, which is probably going to be a little more unforgiving than people think um, mm. from what I've seen and and read. Um, but I'm thinking something like a Titleist CB. Um, so just another nice little option. Um, obviously, preference blades, blade players and cavity back players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for me as a as a blade player myself, um, it those MBs look incredible. Um, oh, I think absolutely. We've, we've spoken about it previously, but um, I'm not sure on the need for a blade with the tailor-made range. Obviously, you got the the P7TWs yep. out already, um, and obviously Tiger's always going to influence that market. Like if you can, all all their predominant blade sales are going to be those tiger blades i would have thought um yeah i mean i'd like to see them i'd like to be able to put a tiger blade next to a, a, a p7 mb and then next to mm. something like a mizuno that's got a lot um a lot longer blade length than yeah, the length head. Um, a lot yeah. of others so i mean 
I I love the MP20s. I think they're great iron. Um, being a blade, they like I said, they do look a little bigger, but they're still a really good looking head. So yeah. um, I think they'll be a lot like the MP20. Um, yeah. And then your Tiger Blade will be sort of closer to the Titleist MP, if not a bit further. Um, yeah, well, yeah as you said, it'd be good to see a, a comp- comparison vid of the two together, um, just to see the similarities and differences. And um, yeah, it'll be very small. There'll yeah, be nothing yeah. major that you can't change blades. Yeah, they I are mean, what they are. And I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of offset. Um, the offset's been reduced in the in the TWs because that's how Tiger likes them, um, with very minimal. Um, so I reckon there'll be yeah. a little bit more in the MBs. Uh, I can't. A little bit it. more, a tiny bit more loft. Uh, sorry, yeah. a little bit less loft. Um, that'll help that blend as well into the other sets. Um, and we know Tigers are, I'm going to say, 36 in the seven iron. Yeah, I think they're very, um, very. I think if you get so. if you get his specs, I think they might even be a 37. Otherwise, it's a degree less than that. Yeah. Um, which it's hard yeah. to, hard to find anything that comes close to that. If most sets have got an eight iron in that now. So, yeah, well, I think most players, to be honest, if you, unless you're a really, really good ball striker, you're going to be in the MCs at least. And to be honest, they're my favourite looking ones of the set. Um, I just think they're super, super yep. incredible. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Rick Shields did a video today um, on YouTube about the MCs, and I think he's putting them in the bag. Um, but to see them up close and personal, um, yeah, incredible, incredible design work from the, the cool tailor-made. So, um, I'm a and a lot like fan. the old tour preferreds. Yeah, correct. Yeah, They do look like the tour preferreds. And praise um, the Lord, nice we have some tailor-made irons in left-handed now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. So the boys at tailor-made oh, no. done us all lefties proud. It's about time. Um, so I think the full range is has come in left-handed, which is good. Everything um, available. Yeah, it looks like it. So the blades, the MCs, um, which is really Lovely. good. And gives gives fitters another opportunity um, to fit left-handers because obviously a lot of the time you go in for a fitting as a left-hander and you've only got a couple options. Um, Titleist usually massive one. Callaway pretty good. Um, but to chuck TaylorMade and a full range of TaylorMade irons into into the equation now is yeah. it's got to be a good thing. Um, so I think that's a massive, massive. It's a tricky one. Forward. Yeah, it is um, because you got to you got to look at it from their perspective as well. Like, will supply equal? Like, will demand equal that supply? Um, yeah, especially in such a, um, you know, in that kind of product, it's not going to suit everybody. Mm, um, correct. Drivers obviously a, a no-brainer, yeah. um, but being four different sets of. Yeah, in the P7 range that, you know, four different sets of irons. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of people, but it's still good to see. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think it's going to be the way of moving forward. I mean, you look at it with the release of the Mizuno irons as well in left-handed, the SELs, um, and now Taylor May jumping on board. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty good to see the lefty. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um Moving on, US Amateur this week. Have you seen it? Seen many highlights from it? I saw the fog <laughs> yeah. on the final day. Crazy. Um, I, yeah. I, so I'll go it's through hard to see why they were playing. Oh, that fog on the last 
the back nine of the. So it the, rolled in the, after. Okay. Yeah, the back. It was about the back nine just before they started made the turn to the back nine on the afternoon 18th, um, and it was dense. Like you could hear the footage. Uh, if you go on YouTube and watch the highlights and stuff, it's it's pretty incredible to see because the the guys um, Tyler Shafachi and Osborne are hitting tee shots and going, oh, I hit that well, but I, I didn't see it at all. Um, and then the camera crew can't even pick it up. So for a camera crew not be able to pick up the ball flight at a US amateur, yeah. um, I mean, it's got to be pretty That's dense. Bit... So you do question it, why they didn't yeah. go off and come back. I don't know, come back to it. I mean, yeah, being the end of the day, it's not going to go away. So come back to it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's an it's interesting one. Incredible, incredible goal. So these, for these young guys to come out on banded dunes, which is no easy trek by all means. Like it is tough, <laughs> tough conditions out there. Um, but yeah, I'll go through a bit of it. Um, so to start the day, Osborne made six birdies through the first 11 holes and he got to five up. All right? Wow, five up. Shafachi got it back to square by the 20th hole. Wow. So he's, yeah, he's five down through 11, got it back to square through 20. Went two up through 33 holes. Yeah, and then went um, I think Strafachi went over the green on 34. Um, and Osborne hit the green on both 34 and 35, got it back to square through 35 holes. Yeah. So all, all square going down the last through 36 events. That's good. And then Strafachi comes out and birdies 36 to win one up. Osborne had a putt to Harvard and it just slid right. Um, but yeah, some seriously, seriously incredible golf by the two guys. Um, and yeah, you see it with Morikawa now making that jump to the PGA Tour, that these guys are going to have no problems sort of with that transition. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, seeing the way they hit the ball and their control um, around a tricky, tricky track such as Ben and Jones was yeah, pretty incredible to watch and some incredible viewing. So if you get the chance, go and watch those highlights because, um, yeah, these guys are the future of the game and they're bloody good players. I think Strafachi had a look. I think he was about four or five under off the stones at Ben and Dunes in the final round of a US amateur. So to be able to do that, is, um, yeah, yeah, to keep your head through that fog as well, um, it's pretty incredible temperament to show um, as a young guy coming through. And yeah, I think it holds him in good stead for the future. That's for sure. Yep. That's it. Um, So there's one other thing I did want to talk about in our first pod this week is your golf. um, Personally. Um, mm-hmm. What are you working on? Obviously, in lockdown at the moment here in Melbourne, we can't um, we can't actually play. We can't get to the range. Um, most guys have a net set up or something in the backyard at home and just working on a few things. Um, I know myself. I'm I'm working on a couple of things, and you know, 
you, you're always grinding to try and find a way to improve, especially with so much time That's off. It. Um, but yeah, what are you yep. working on and what are you sort of moving forward to? Um, it's been doing a lot of putting, to be honest. Yeah. Um, really trying to change my tempo. I've always been someone with a really long stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to shorten it out now, just not quite consistent enough, especially from long range. Trying to shorten it out um, a little bit quicker through the ball, but um, tend to decelerate on it, uh, yeah. being a bit quick. So um, just trying to get four, but that transition have... you is is sort of key, isn't it? Uh, I think when you when you changing the it... tempo changes everything. Yeah, correct. It breaks everything, and you got to reshape it. So. Um, you know, the, the tempos, you know, we change it, clean up the transition, tempo starts to break up, break down a little bit, back to yeah. the tempo, fix the transition again, and it's it's patchwork. But, um, yeah, eventually it'll, we'll iron it out um, and it'll be good, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Maybe you'll beat me <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully when we can get back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed it's not give too us, long. Give us so. three three months of practice at home, maybe. Oh, mate. Yeah, no, it won't be three months of practice for this bloke. <laughs> nah, but I myself, I am working on a couple of things. So um, I struggle a little bit with the length of my swing. Um, it can get uh, um, too long at times, especially under pressure. So trying to work on a few things with that. Um, and then trying to work on just iron play with trying to implement the bender lead wrist. So um, if you haven't seen yep. that, um, go and have a look at, at Mike Bender. Um, really good coach out of the US. And yeah, some incredible, incredible footage on his Instagram um, of all the great players and how they transition through the, through the iron swing. And um, yeah, so working on a few things like that. Um, and hopefully, yeah, able to get back to it should, sooner rather than later. Should pick up your ball striking like yeah, tomorrow. It's always been so. sort of pretty tough. So um, with that uh, long swing of mine, it's sort of um, I've always struggled to strike my irons really pure um, and always struggled with a toe strike. So yep. trying to take that out of play and... Um, Eliminate the big miss with an iron is, um, yeah, is sort of the sole focus at the moment for me. Yep. No, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, what's on for the week, Jake? Still <sighs> Not working a, lot. a little bit? Doing a... Yeah, yep. Um, working on the ground screw at Yearing now. Yeah, just in lockdown. Something, so. Yeah, something a bit different. Um Changes it up uh, a little bit. I mean, at least it gives you a yeah. good look at the course as well. Can see it. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> see it, walk it, fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's good. Um, getting a few things done that that uh, it's obviously difficult to do patchwork and um, taking trees down that kind of thing. Difficult to do that when um, when the timesheet's full as it has been. Um, yeah, especially sure. with the groups of, groups of twos being, uh, you know, pretty pretty big problem really for everyone. Oh, mate. As Incredible. much as we need to do it. Yeah, like when before we went into stage four and we still were open. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sundays up at Beacon Hills, it was four hundred sort of 
between 400 and 600 players over the three days. So, um, if not more. Yep. Just, yeah. Yeah, incredible, yep. incredible We were seeing, I think, Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and Friday, we were seeing about 1,000. So. <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Crazy, crazy unheard time. of, really. Yeah. Being one of the only things that was still open throughout stage three um, that you could go out of your home and do. Um, sort of good for good for the game of golf um, is how I say it. It's a positive because it's getting these people that haven't played for a few years back into the game to just get out of their house. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity to take it back up as well. A lot of people have um, joined up, joined yeah. up more coming out for a hit just for, you know, well, hopefully it's the, the driving force behind a, an increase in the participation in numbers in Australia and um, especially in Victoria. Much needed. Uh, yeah, and I know Golf Victoria released a, um, a news article about how the, the membership rates were increased in, um, in the year 2020. Um, so that's got to be a good thing. Yep. So hopefully they can sort of maintain that leading forward and, and really grow the game. That's it. That's it. Um, Perfect, yeah, hope, hopefully people see it as an opportunity to just get back into it or um, try something new. You never never know how long this is going to go on for. So yeah, exactly right. So um, you're just going to play it by you know. Yep, that's the way. All right. Well, that about wraps us up for podcast number one. Um, I think we're going to try and do these weekly, especially while in lockdown, gives us something to do. Um, so next week I know there is the big, um, Mizuno sort of release, um, with their irons. Yep. Um, the embargo comes off, so we'll have a chat about them and, um, looking forward to, there's a review coming out by the, the boys at TXG. Um, they're always, always pretty good value. Um, if you haven't seen their tailor-made irons review, go and have a look cause it's pretty awesome. Um, and then there is a new release from Callaway in terms of the game improvement market. Um, so look out for that as I haven't well. Haven't seen this one. So, yeah, we'll be um, we'll be having a look at them. But um, I, yeah, I'm not going to reveal what exactly it is. Um, but yeah, it looks good in terms of the game improvement and those guys that are just coming back to the game um, for sure. All right, let's wrap up. Week one of right. T7 pod done. Look forward to next week's episode.